0: Hey everybody, the time is nine twelve, and this is Danny with At Your Darkest, a podcast. So three episodes in one day. What a shocker. I'm living up to my dream, um, uh, where aren't I? Sorry, brain fart. And I have a very special second guest. She's near and dear to my heart. She's the uh, Tiffany to my Chucky. Crap. Aren't many Hollywood, uh, horror couples, aren't there? Maybe Hollywood should get on top of that, but I finally have my beautiful wife on the show, and we're going to talk about a couple of different slashers and everything, so I'm about to hand over the phone to her, and she's going to briefly introduce herself, and she's going to talk about her horror movie knowledge, because, let's face it, nobody can beat me. (laughs) So here she is.
1: Hello everybody. <coughs> my name is Morgan, as most of you probably know. I um uh, I'm not really that knowledgeable in horror movies, although I do enjoy watching them. Um obviously not as good as my husband. Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, I feel like I can kind of hold my own in a conversation.
0: That is true.
1: Um I like a good slasher. I like a good possession. Haunted houses, stuff like that. If
0: But she's chicken shit going into a real haunted house attraction.
1: Yeah. To each your sure. But <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I I I enjoy the the horror movie genre a lot. So I guess that's my little brief. Briefing on horror knowledge
0: okay, so we're gonna start this off, so Morgan, tell me what's your favorite scary movie?
1: Oh, scream, obviously
0: <laughs> so that is the topic of this conversation today. <clears throat> well, tonight since I decided to do a late podcast so scream Wes Craven I'm not I don't exactly remember the date that the first one came out. I just remember being a wee little tyke, and oh well, somebody's about to Google it. Look at her with her fancy phone. But um, me and our, me and Morgan both agreed that screams one of our favorite movie franchises. We're kind of in the minority with that one, but ninety six. Oh, came out ninety six. So I was like,
1: you're seven. Crap!
0: I was young. I guess I've been watching horror movies since I was a kid. Then, like really, really young.
1: I uh, see. I really didn't get. In, wasn't able to watch Scream until I was uh, about ten or eleven. So, Christian uh,
0: conservative family. What kind of? Uh, no,
1: not at all. <laughs> if you do half of the stuff that I watch, no, not at all. But uh, I mean, my mom didn't care. I watched. She let me watch what she watched. So.
0: And her mom's is- Kind of a horror movie person, too. It's kind of what me and her mom bonded over. That and Drag Queens. <laughs> but, um, okay, so first one came out in 96. And I'm not exactly sure which one I first watched. I think it might have been the second one because I might have been a little older.
1: Mine was definitely <clears throat> the first one.
0: Well, needless to say, we, we have both watched. All four of them numerous times. Whenever we get bored, we kind of put on the most hated one of the series, 3.
1: I don't care what anybody says. I love that one.
0: <laughs> and and that, I love 3, too. Like, I like that little twist at the ending. And there will be spoilers for these movies. Yeah, if you haven't... Spoiler have
1: it, alert. I always you, wanted to say that.
0: If you haven't seen them by now, where the fuck have you been your entire life?
1: Get out from under
0: your rock. So, the first one. It's got one of my favorite actresses in it. Well, actually, it's got two of my favorite actresses in it. Rose McGowan. Well, she's not really my favorite anymore since she kind of came a Feminazi. But um, I had a crush on Rose McGowan for a very long time. And Drew Barrymore, that hottie with the body.
1: Did you know she was only on set for that movie for five days?
0: Yeah, she did that on purpose.
1: Yeah, she was she was like only on there for like five days. They approached her for the leading role, but she was like, nah, I'm good.
0: That's why they used her to make the movie bigger and I think she was down for that. That's why she was killed off in the first few minutes. Yeah. But um okay, Gail Weathers. Lover or Hater. And the first movie.
1: First movie? Ugh. Uh I would say I don't care. She's a strong she she's a strong woman. I I love her.
0: I actually don't like her because she monopolized off of Sydney.
1: Well so did Sydney though.
0: <laughs> no, Sydney did not.
1: The fourth movie. She had her own book and everything.
0: That was off of her problems, not her mom's. She monopolized off of her mom's pain. While her mom's uh murder. Gail Weathers, movie one, stone-cold bitch, don't like her.
1: That's why I like her, because she is a stone-cold bitch.
0: First one, Dewey.
1: Aw, he's a sweetheart.
0: Dumb fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Though, granted, I do like him a lot more. I like him a lot more as uh, movies progress, but he is so stupid.
1: Well, duh. I mean, he took a knife to the back. (laughs) <laughs> scary
0: movie made definitely good fun of him oh
1: god i don't even want to talk about that
0: <laughs> funny story <laughs> scary movie was supposed to be the original title of scream
1: that is correct yes
0: sydney prescott I, She.
1: i love to hate her
0: <laughs> i like her in every other movie But I'm kind of hoping by the fifth one, she either becomes a villain or she dies within the first few minutes.
1: I mean, yeah, she's she's persevered through so much. And she's a very strong leading lady and everything like that. But I, I don't know. Like, if you actually go in depth of the movie and, like, actually, like, see what's going on and listen. And, like, try to figure out the actual plot line of, like, everything that goes on. Sydney was a little... I don't know. She was kind of like a... She
0: was a cock tease. Let's put it like that.
1: Well, no. I mean, she... I mean, yeah. Her her mom was murdered. That really, really is horrible. That was a horrible thing. And that I means think... you
0: should just put out quicker. No. <laughs> okay, I'm just joking. I really don't believe that. Like, that would probably keep my penis flaccid for a very long time.
1: I mean, I just feel like she uh, she uh jumped the gun on the whole Cotton Weary thing. Obviously. Well,
0: Cotton Weary was set up.
1: Well, yeah, I know he was set up. But I just feel like they were all trying to just hurry up and get it over and done with.
0: But isn't that how most things are?
1: Yeah.
0: Cotton Weary, man. I didn't really like him. But I don't really like the actor who portrayed him a lot. Like I hated him and pretty much everything I've seen him in.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh <laughs> so I'm just giving a background about my wife. My wife kinda has like the emo boyfriend haircut right now. Yeah, you heard her sigh. <laughs> so she had her hair parted a different way. And keep in mind, I think my wife is beautiful. Very, very beautiful. But I told her probably about an hour ago if her hair was brown and to the sides pulled she would look like billy loomis and anybody who can agree with me billy loomis is freaking hot skeet ulrich is freaking hot okay so billy loomis first movie only movie
1: billy loomis i mean i uh Uh, Of course, I mean, you you sit there and you're like, oh yeah, he's the bad guy. He's gotta be the bad guy. There's no way that he's not. I mean, there's so many things that lead up to it and stuff like that. Like, right off the bat, you're like, oh, this guy's shady as hell. But.
0: Honestly, uh, I didn't get that out of Billy. think I I think I was too mesmerized by the devil's eyes. Uh,
1: See, that's what they went for. (laughs) But I feel like he, uh, yeah, I totally knew he he was the killer. But, uh. Well, look you, G.I. Well, I, uh, I'm pretty good at uh, picking out plot twists.
0: G.I. wonder where you got there from. Mm mm-hmm. Your mama. <laughs> uh. Stu. Oh,
1: God, Stu.
0: Matthew Lillard.
1: Yeah. Uh, Stu was is everybody's weird friend.
0: Let's face it. Once again, scary movie kind of portrayed it better. I'm pretty sure Billy and Stu were bumping uglies.
1: Why you had to go there?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's kind of me. I'm like DeGrassi. I go there. <laughs> oh, God. oh yeah, I haven't said that in a while. It it kind of upsets Morgan whenever I say I'm like DeGrassi because she hates DeGrassi, and I freaking love DeGrassi. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so Randy i wish he hadn't died
1: oh god yeah uh i really wish he hadn't because they could have took it so far with his character they really could have i feel like they really could have
0: i feel like one of the main people had to go and i kind of wish it would have been gail withers
1: i mean didn't really have have to be her... I mean, I'm not just saying that just because I I like her character, but I'm just saying that just because, I mean, she does have a very pivotal point in the movies.
0: She just knows how to report and be at the right place at the right time. That's not pivotal. That's just sheer dumb luck. Took her to to quote Professor (laughs) McGonagall. But, um... So... Second movie, Mrs. Loomis. Did you have any I'd guess on who that was?
1: No. <laughs> I was just like, alright, who's this random person? God, gotta be a copycat killer. <sighs> da, 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 da. But no. Like, being. the heart. No. I had no idea it was her.
0: And if y'all haven't seen it, it's Jackie from Roseanne, which. Fun fact, me and her were just watching Roseanne before we started to do the podcast. And Lori Metcalf is a lesbian. I don't know if any of y'all knew that, but they kind of briefly touched on that in Roseanne. They made her straight, but in real life she is very much part of the community. I don't know if she's supporting, like I don't know if she's supporting of the LGBTQ plus uh, community, but I know she's a part of it, or on some spectrum. But anyway, none of my, uh, more more of my trailing off. Um, the third one, the infamous hated one.
1: I like that one.
0: I like that one too, but I talked about that already.
1: Yeah, I don't think. Okay, so for the second one, okay, yeah, the iconic theater scene at the very beginning of it with jada peaking smith i have always always (laughs) been like oh god what if that actually happens in a movie that would be so crazy like it could act like just just imagine like you you just sitting there watching a movie and everything like that and all of a sudden some person sits next to you and they just stab you, and nobody knows that it's actually real. Do you not remember <laughs> the
0: shooting for the Dark Knight?
1: Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that's a shooting. It's it's not like... That That was a mass thing. It wasn't a just one particular person, and nobody actually tried to help because they thought it was a gag for the movie. You know? thought it was kind of cool. That's about the only part that I like in that movie, really. The second one really isn't my favorite, but...
0: I'll watch it. I thought the whole plot twist with uh, Billy's mom. That was my favorite part of that one. Yeah,
1: it was a good plot twist. But the fillers in that one, it just didn't do it for me.
0: And then back to the third one.
1: Third one was great.
0: (laughs) I really... Well, back to the second one. Randy's death. I'm kind of glad they didn't... Did they show it?
1: Yeah. I mean, they didn't show him,
0: like... Brutalized?
1: Brutalized or anything, but they showed, like, the blood leaking out of the van and all that stuff. Yeah,
0: I'm kind of glad they didn't show him brutalized, (laughs) because... Fun fact. I have a friend that's making a fan-made Scream movie. I don't know if it's coming out. I don't know what the ETA on that one is, but my friend, Josh Cook... Was going to play Randy in that movie. And earlier in the year. I know we talked about it a couple times. He passed away. He's no longer in this world. So. I don't want that to be attached to him. I know it sounds selfish. But I'm not trying to make it sound selfish. I'm just trying to save myself the heartache. (laughs) Okay third one. Doing the killings by the script. I thought that was definitely kind of unique, and then it delves more into Sydney's mother's history as a hoe.
1: Yeah, going back into to Sydney's mom's history, that was pretty cool. Um, I thought it was a little far-fetched that it was coincidental that it, her brother, quote-unquote, was involved and everything like that. Like, he was the one that was doing it, and... Uh, his main goal was just to get to Sydney and stuff like that. Like, this... Like, his... He must have, like, severely thought this out before he even did anything.
0: I mean, it wouldn't shock me I mean, when Wes Craven was a movie genius.
1: Well, yeah.
0: <coughs> but, um... It sounded a little far-fetched for me. I mean, when Revenge is a motive, there's no links to what some people won't do, because I'm petty Crocker.
1: Yeah, petty baby over here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's definitely one I really wish. Okay, towards the third one, the third one, I kind of start liking Gail up a little bit more, but I still wish she would have been murdered. Her or Dewey, like I like both of them. But just to hit at the heart, to make it a little bit more dramatic, I felt like one of them should have been killed by now, damn it! (laughs) And then them getting married, and blah, blah, blah. We all know what their life was like outside of the movies. They really got married. Then they got divorced. Then it was all messy. Boo, hoo, hoo. (laughs) But, Sydney... (laughs) No, wait. Okay, so... In each one of the movies, they've had different little cameos from different actresses. First one was Linda Blair. And if you don't know who she is, she was in The exorcist. She played Reagan. Second one, though she had a bigger part, was Laurie Metcalf. And that was Mrs. Loomis. And then in the third one, when Gail and her actress counterpart went to go to the find us about Maureen Prescott's past <sighs> rest in peace Carrie Fisher I remember watching that part and I was like what the hell is Princess Leia doing in there <laughs> but Carrie Fisher she was definitely one of my favorite actresses without a doubt she's actually kind of a horror movie legacy too because she's been in a good bit of horror movies too but um I think don't the- I've only watched it one time. But she was like a headmistress of a school. And she got brutalized in a, in the movie. I think it was towards the end. I w- I'm not going to say it was prom night. It might have been prom night. If anybody knows what that movie is, please hit me up and let me know. It's Carrie Fisher as a headmistress of a girl's school. Mm. <clears throat> but the whole twist about... Uh, Roman being her brother, like I thought that was kind of unique. Considering that some of that crap does happen, like they have some people have a former life and they want their old life thrown away, mm. and yeah, without throwing shade. Well, I'm, I have to say it now. I have to.
1: No, you don't. <laughs>
0: My wife has a past. Let me put it like that.
1: I don't have a past. My mother has a past. I wasn't talking about your mother. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> I hope you aren't listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> we are not talking crap about you.
1: Anyways. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool that they brought Stu's sister into it.
0: She. Even though it was brief. She. It wasn't Stu's, it was uh, Randy's. uh, Randy's
1: sister, yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, Stu dead. Stu long. Funny, they were gonna try and bring him back for a plot twist and another upcoming version of the movie. I think it was either for the third one, or the new one that's coming out.
1: Oh, they're not doing it anymore? With Stu? Yeah. Oh. Okay, four. Number four. (sighs)
0: She hates it, I like it. Personally, I... At that point in my life, I did not like Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts is kind of like that annoying final girl that deserves to get killed off, but she doesn't get killed off. Yeah. She, like, I watched her when she was on Nickelodeon. And I liked her when she was on Nickelodeon. Like, she wasn't as... A batty... A batshit valley girl. But... Once again, it dives in into some of Sydney's family, and I think that's kind of like a pressing thing with these movies. It always comes back to someone in Sydney's family, whether it be her brother, her aunt, her cousin, or her mother. I don't know if you ever noticed that.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, of course, I that's mean, the whole thing. It always goes back to Sydney, and it's always going to go back to Sydney's family.
0: So. I felt like Emma Roberts in that movie was a It showed the real Emma Roberts. Because even in an American Horror Story, that girl is extra. With a capital E.
1: I think she died pretty cool.
0: Okay, yeah. I, uh, I, even though I just gave you a look, I kind of have to agree. She, her death was pretty definitely different than the other ones. Didn't get a bullet to the brain
1: head do we shoot him in the head it's like my favorite part
0: <laughs> she gets like electrocuted with um what they call it i forgot
1: paddles
0: like the uh reviver paddles they put on people's chests.
1: sure let's just call it that
0: leave me alone <laughs> but uh let's see it did another twist on the recording of the recording blah 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 it was definitely different and it gave it some time in between the third one and the fourth one to kind of breathe, kind of make people miss Ghostface and scream. Like I think it's what it needed.
1: Yeah, you I know, mean, I was definitely excited that they came out with another one. I just feel like they could have did it better.
0: And then Rory Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's little brother. I thought he did a good job too.
1: Yeah, he did.
0: Like he plays crazy pretty good. But then again, who his brother is. Like all them Culkins have been in at least. Well, I don't. I don't think Macaulay Culkin's been in a horror movie. Yeah. He. he what the Good Son is not a horror movie.
1: It could be considered. Horror no, movie. that
0: is a suspense thriller.
1: Oh whatever.
0: If you haven't seen Good Son, it's got like a younger Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. Uh,
1: younger, they're babies in that. Shut up. Pretty practically.
0: Macaulay Culkin's like the sociopathic kid. If he doesn't get his way, he will definitely take you out. Like, he killed his baby brother for crying out loud. Was it a brother or a sister? I don't remember. I think it was a brother. But, um, I know one of the Culkins was in Signs. I'm not sure if it's still Rory. I
1: think it was Rory.
0: Look it up. Uh... We'll get back to you on that one. But. I think it might have been a different Culkin. I don't
1: think so.
0: If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Can't be right all the time. Do, 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 do. She's looking it up. It was Rory. Really?
1: Yeah.
0: I hate being wrong sometimes. But um, Rory Culkin was in apparently Scream Four and Signs. My bad. Uh, oh,
1: he was in Lords of Chaos too.
0: Yeah.
1: He was the main character. Yeah, I know that.
0: That's funny. <sighs> Lords of Chaos. Don't even get me started on that movie. Like that one's definitely tied to uh, Josh Cook. But that goes back to um. The night me and him took acid and watched went to go see Cradle of Filth, yeah. I'm just letting everybody know, I don't do drugs no more. So, y'all can sleep.
1: Apparently, he was in good uh, good son too. He was a, uh, I guess he was the little brother that was killed.
0: Damn, I know there was another Colkin that was in some movies. Because I know three of them were in different movies. One of them was Kieran Culkin, I think. Type it in. K-I-E-R-A-N.
1: Yeah, he's. I've seen him before. Let me see. He was in... Oh yeah, he's the kid that used to wet the bed all the time and home alone.
0: See, I knew he was in, I knew he was in something. But I re- I read up some stuff on Macaulay Culkin. and he has got his life together. He's dating or I think he's married. He's either dating or he's married to Brenda Song from the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. They've been together for like 9 years. What I didn't know was he was married to Mila Kunis. Like, I think it was around the time of...
1: They were both underage, but they were emancipated so they could do it.
0: (laughs) Stupid kids, they're rich money. Okay, so, with the new topic of Screen 5 coming out, what are some of your theories and topics and hope what happens
1: Uh, I hope they just go back to square one. Honestly.
0: That's basically what they did with the uh, fourth one.
1: No, I'm not talking about, like, square ones. I'm talking about legitimately square one. That Billy comes back.
0: How's Billy gonna come back?
1: Hey, you never know.
0: He was shot in the head.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: And then the only one I could see possibly coming back is Stu. Because there's a possible chance he could have survived a TV falling on his head. Slight chance. Like, I'd say like 90-10 chance he didn't make it, but I'm kind of hoping he does, because I would love to see Matthew Lillard back in that show. Just to see how crazy he's gotten since then. Or maybe he helps uh, Sydney with the new killer. And then she ends up killing him in the in the end and reveals that she's the real ghost face after all this time
1: dun 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 well it looks (laughs) like okay so the cast I'm looking at right now it mainly looks like the three amigos are back again Nev Campbell David Arquette uh, Courtney Cox and then I mean the rest of it is just it looks like it's gonna be another screen for it with, with all the kids
0: let me see Okay, there's only, like, one person I recognize in there. I don't
1: recognize anything.
0: The blonde chick. She was in the fourth one. She was a deputy. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. She sure. was
0: also on Planet Terror. What? You don't like Planet Terror?
1: I hope that's in the recording. I hope it is.
0: Morgan. You didn't have to draw attention to Oh, it? yes, I did. That was totally you. That was totally our dog farting.
1: Whatever.
0: <laughs> no, seriously, that was our dog farting. She just wants to be an ass and oh. try to embarrass me on my own podcast. <laughs> totally
1: lying.
0: I'm not lying.
1: <laughs>
0: She's totally told me not to fart on, yeah, you know what? I freaking farted. <laughs> Whatever. It's a part of the natural bodily functions. But if somebody else would have farted, I wouldn't have called attention to it, and yeah, I would have. No, I wouldn't yes, have. She would have. No, I wouldn't have. I'm not <laughs> that big of a dick.
1: Anyways,
0: but um, okay, so we're done with the talking of scream. Oh, are we okay? Yeah, I'm gonna let you talk about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Ding ding ding. Okay, so I'm gonna hand it over to her, and she's gonna take over as. Never mind.
1: No, I'm not taking over. <laughs> I don't want to take over.
0: Chicken shit. <laughs> okay, so Ed and Lorraine.
1: Let's see.
0: If you don't know who Ed and Lorraine is, Annabelle and the Conjuring. They were real people. Uh, Lorraine died, I think, last year or the year before. I know you're looking it up.
1: Let's see. Lorraine died last year, April 18th, 2019. (laughs) Ed died August 23rd,
0: 2006. And let's face it, nobody's missing Ed.
1: There were American paranormal investigators and Arthurs associated with cases of hauntings. Ed was self-taught and a self-professed demonologist, Arthur, and lecturer. They, uh, well, they would really go around and uh, teach a lot of people about demonology and different things about hauntings and everything like that. Their most famous case that kind of put them on the map was the Amityville Horror. Or Amityville Haunting. It's
0: not just a movie, kids. It's a real place.
1: Yeah. They uh, they got a lot, a lot of backlash from that. A lot of people were just like, oh, it's just it's this couple that's trying to make money off of this horrible thing that happened and everything like that. But <sighs> they, uh, they really did do a lot of uh, investigating there. And it was a pretty, pretty bad time. And they've done over... They, they've they claimed to have done well over 10,000 cases during their career. Uh, let's see. I know they worked a lot with the Catholic Church. And uh, they exercised a lot of... Or they participated in a lot of exorcisms. And um, another... Another one, another famous one that they did was, uh, The Conjuring House, which, it touches, the movie touches a lot on what happened, but at the same time, it doesn't, because it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as the movie portrays, because, I mean, of course, it was a movie. And, uh, of course, there's Annabelle. Which, uh, until recently, they've had Annabelle in their museum. She was put in a special made, specially made box.
0: Just want to say, when I found out about what she's about to talk about, it's kind of scared the shit out of me. Because I really don't want that doll roaming around.
1: Well, okay, first off, she was put in a specially made box that, uh, cannot be opened. By just anybody. It has the Lord's Prayer and uh a couple other prayers on the front, the back, the sides. It there it, it's blessed all the way around. They have a priest that goes in and blesses the box, I think, uh monthly, if I'm not mistaken. I thought it was daily. No, it's not daily. It's like monthly. And then um I forgot what else. It's built out of some special wood or something, I think it was like an altar that was in a church or something like that, but
0: <laughs> what to be the church of all it came from
1: huh but um but yeah, um, since Lorraine has passed and everything uh they they're they have a museum that they have all their haunted collections in, and which I want to go to one day. Well, unfortunately it's not open anymore since Lorraine passed and um her daughter and son in law kinda took it took it over, but um her son in law doesn't really do it that much anymore because he's also getting up in age and with dreaded COVID and everything like that, they kinda just shut it down. That's why people think that Annabelle is missing.
0: Well, we did look it up after we found out Annabelle hasn't been in the Warren House. For a couple years, she's in a different location.
1: Yeah, she's at their museum.
0: Well, and just for the record, anybody who has seen the Annabelle movie, that is not what Annabelle looks like.
1: No, Annabelle is just a regular old uh, Raggedy Ann doll.
0: Yeah, of course she had to be a ginger.
1: <sighs> Whatever.
0: That just goes into the evil ginger stereotype.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they have a lot of other different haunted artifacts and stuff in there, too. They have, uh... The...
0: What about that doll that... Or that totem that... Oh, that
1: totem? Ugh. That totem gives me the creeps. Uh, there's a totem that, uh... I forgot how the story goes.
0: He found it on the road... On the... On the... He, He found it on the side of the road.
1: He didn't find it on the side of the road. He was, uh... So man was venturing through the woods of Connecticut, and that's where they originate from is Connecticut. And he was walking through the woods and everything like that, and he saw this very, very tall man with a hat, and he was lost, and he asked him, he was like, do you know where the road is? And the man just pointed directly in front of him, and before he knew it, he was on the road. Well... Right before, no, right after he saw that man, he turned around because he felt like something was watching him. And as he turned around, he looked up and he saw this totem standing right in front of him. And this totem was in the sculpture of the devil. And it was carved out of wood and everything like that. I mean, it was a very rough sculpture.
0: I think I've seen a picture of it before. Like, you can definitely tell it's made of wood. It really is creepy if you would have caught this in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. You you probably would have shit yourself.
1: Yeah, it's definitely creepy. Uh, Like, every time I think about it, it gives me the creeps. Like, I don't even like talking about it.
0: I have a picture of it somewhere on my phone. (laughs) Of course you do. Of course I do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so... I
0: also have a picture of the devil baby in New Orleans. Fun fact. American Horror Story Coven got it right. Lolory Delphine... And Marie Laveau did Intertwine in the same era. They actually worked together. Uh, Delphine wanted a baby and uh, Marie Laveau helped her get a baby, but the baby was kind of like devilish and Delphine couldn't handle it. Like Laveau was the godmother pretty much. I don't know if you knew any of this.
1: Was it The original Laveau, or was it her daughter? It
0: was the OG. Okay. But, um, basically Delphine could not handle it, and she gave it back to, uh, Laveau. Laveau couldn't handle it, so she, I think she killed it. I'm gonna have to talk to Missy Missy from Two Minute Gage, because she knows all about the haunts of New Orleans. Mm. Because that's where she's from. But, um. Basically, you can hear the cries of the baby in the graveyard. I gotta find the graveyard. Because I do wanna go look into this. But back to Morgan.
1: Oh, anyways. Uh, so the guy saw the totem and everything. It freaked him out. And he knew Ed and Lorraine. So he went to Ed. And he. Uh, brought him back to where he found it. Well, Ed took it. And put it in his house where he kept all the haunted artifacts and everything like that. And this man described the person that he saw in the woods. And Ed said, stop right there. I know exactly who that is. He was a uh, an occult leader uh, of a Luciferian church. And, I don't know anything about
0: the backstory. I just yeah, know I, I don't know his name, about.
1: but he was an occult leader of a Luciferian church, and he did not like anything that Ed and Lorraine did. And um, it was pretty much like a get the hell away from everything that we're doing, stay back type thing. And I can't really remember... I know one day Lorraine was, like, after they got the totem and everything like that, Lorraine was in the garden or whatever, and she used to have visions and stuff about, uh, things that were gonna happen, and she had a vision of this man, of that man, and he pretty much told them that, um, if they didn't stop doing what they were doing, that he was going to do something really bad to them. Well, a couple of days later, Lorraine fainted, and she went into a coma for, like, two or three days.
0: I never knew this.
1: Yeah, she went into a coma for about two or three days, and she finally woke up, and... uh, I, I know it has something to do to tie in with the totem. I think they got it blessed or something like that, or they took something out of the museum or whatever, but... Everything the guy told her in her vision happened. And it all was connected to this Luciferian leader. Hmm.
0: So, a little bit touching on Annabelle. Annabelle is not the only haunted doll.
1: Oh, no. There's
0: <laughs> there's one that I found out about a couple years ago. And I'm never going up north to go find that one. Um, You ever heard of Robert the Doll?
1: Yeah, Robert the Doll is in their museum, too.
0: No, robert the doll is in maine
1: oh you're right yeah there's another one that's in their museum i can't think of the name
0: robert the doll there's a whole backstory i don't i don't want to muddy it up but basically he's in a museum in maine and you have to ask his permission to take a photo with him and if you don't it's basically ring the ring you're gonna die like shortly after Like, I, you know, as far as it it astounds me that as much people don't want to believe, they all believe in the light, but they are so skeptical about believing in the dark. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. There's good, there's bad. Mm -hmm. There's God, there's the devil. There's angels, there's demons. And for one, you don't fuck with a demon and you definitely don't fuck with an angel. I'm sorry. Angels kind of can be tricky, too. They got the good and the bad. Just like they they have lords of hell and they have the hierarchy of heaven. But that's a whole different topic for a whole other day.
1: Well, with Annabelle, there's three separate occasions. The reason why they had to put her in that box was because she was just sitting in a rocking chair um, with... Uh, just, uh, I guess, like, the you know the movie theater tie-off things? Yeah. Well, uh, some guy was just like, oh, what's she gonna do? da da She's just a doll. She's not gonna do anything.
0: Don't fuck with demons.
1: Well, on his way home, he got in a car accident and died. Same thing happened to a couple that was on a motorcycle. He went behind the tape-off thing <coughs> and plucked her in the head. And...
0: <laughs> Once again, don't fuck with demons!
1: They plucked her in the head, and she, uh... Ended up... Him and his girlfriend, or whoever she... The the woman was that was with him. For some reason, the gas tank ignited... On their way home, and the bike exploded and killed both of them.
0: But, um, if you wanna... There's a book she gave me... When we first started dating again. It's called The Demonology... Demonologist. Demonologist, sorry. There is a book called Demonology, but it's a demonologist. It does have some stories about Anne Lorraine. I think it does talk about Amityville a little bit.
1: Well that book isn't uh it wasn't written by them. It was written by one of the one of their followers. Um some of the stuff is sensationalized. Yeah. It they they were very upset when that book came out. Cause, they were? Yeah, because some, some, some of it didn't tell the whole truth of things that happened. So, uh, if you want to know more about Ed and Lorraine, I would get anything that was published by them, or written by them. And um, there's a lot that you can learn on YouTube as well. Um,
0: Just watch the good with the bad, because like Morgan said, there are a lot of haters of Ed and Lorraine. Personally, I thank them for their service, because we could have had it a whole lot worse if they hadn't done what they'd done. And
1: Somebody's got to do the dirty work, and they were the people to do the dirty work.
0: Like I've mentioned before in my, one of my previous podcasts, I've lived in a haunted house. I've been attacked by ghosts.
1: Yeah. It's not fun. No, it's not.
0: But, um, brief sidetrack. There is a cemetery in Zachary. I want to bring you to the only reason I'm going to ever go back to Zachary. (laughs) It's the oldest grave in there. Goes back to the 1600s, I believe. That's pretty cool. And another little fun fact. For those who don't know anything about Louisiana serial killers. Derek Todd Lee, about 20 years ago. Actually killed somebody in that graveyard.
1: Yeah, that's exactly where I want to (laughs) go.
0: Well, too bad we're going anyway. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. But there is a grave. In that graveyard. I've actually shown a couple of my friends whenever they came down from Kentucky. Actually, I like showing people this grave a lot because I'm actually... (sighs) Related to her. Her name is Allison Taylor. She was tried as a witch back in the early days of Zachary, when in reality she was just a prostitute. Which, I have nothing against sex work. People gotta make money.
1: Apparently prostitute is a very derogatory term now.
0: Oh, well, sex worker. I don't know what the PC term for it is now, but I apologize. So, don't come at me like I'm Shane Dawson. Or Jenna Marbles.
1: Oh, don't you dare.
0: (laughs) I did that one for her because she's, like, balls deep in love with Jenna Marbles. But, like, they messed with... She was buried in that graveyard. And she was... The grave was messed with a lot. So, I'm guessing it got cursed. I don't know the exact full story of it. But they actually had... the grave is barricaded, like it has a cage over it. People used to mess with a grave a lot. What can I say? And one thing about me that is for sure, because I've jumped Morgan's ass a lot whenever we go into a graveyard, do not disrespect the dead in front of me. When I mean when I jump her ass, she would step on, she would walk over a grave, and I find that highly disrespectful.
1: Well, I mean, when they just got a plaque on the ground. That it that that's mainly means that they don't have a whole casket in there.
0: <laughs> well, still, the dead, the dead still deserve respect, regardless of who they were.
1: I mean, when I walk around, I'm like, sorry, gotta get through.
0: But I have dumped her butt numerous times over there. That's the one thing you don't do with me when I'm around. Don't disrespect the dead. I'm
1: not disrespecting
0: you. I wasn't talking about you this time.
1: Yes, you were. <laughs> you blatantly said.
0: Well, I wasn't talking about at like I moved past you,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: narcissist.
1: Whatever.
0: But um, her grave her grave's pretty much cursed.
1: Yeah, I don't wanna
0: go there. <laughs> I, I didn't say we were gonna mess with it. I just said we're gonna go and look at it. I mean it's a part of my family history too. So that means we got witch blood in our family. <laughs> but uh Okay, so I'm about to wrap this up. This is probably the longest podcast I've had so far. Woohoo. <sighs> yeah. Alright, okay, so coming up, I will have I will eventually get around to doing that review of the We Are Chaos by Marilyn Manson. Like I'm I'm getting to it. I promise you. I swear on the precious. But um I know I was gonna wrap up the season probably about three episodes ago, but I think whenever I finally do do the review. That's going to be the end of the season. And then I'm going to... already have the plot line set out for season 2 and season 3. So, but I will be focusing more on the movie reviews. Well, no, that movie. Music reviews. I'm going to have a lot more guests. Come on. I'm going to have Rob Van Gul. I'm going to have finally have Kim Charles get her ass on here and i'm gonna have jordan come back on i'm gonna have a lot of repeat offenders but i'm gonna still try and have a lot more new guests on here so i'm gonna keep pushing it out for you and this is danny and morgan and this is at your darkest and we're signing off i hope you have a good night and catch on the dark side